Howdy guys, I'm Aiden Matthews, and welcome to the 10th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to 10 episodes. That's absurd, really. When I started Aiden on Anchor, I didn't think we'd be hitting 10 episodes, much less 5 episodes, and uh, yeah, I know it took like a year, <laughs> a year and a half, I believe, to get 10 episodes done. Um, a couple of hiatuses here and there, but for the first time in a while, it actually looks like Aiden on Acre is going to uh, continue and do better things. Um, so even though it took a long time, like I'm glad that we reached 10 episodes. I'm glad I've been able to figure out this format, and I'm glad that you all are continuing to listen and continuing to enjoy it and continuing uh, to support it and give feedback heard a lot of great things from Zach and Patient, and I'm sure when I start advertising this podcast to more areas, uh, I'll be hearing even more feedback about it. Uh, I've gotten asked this before on Twitter, and I guess I'll explain it here. The reason I haven't been advertising the return of Aiden on Anchor is a simple one. I don't want to advertise something that I'm not sure is going to like evolve or continue, uh, and here's what I mean by that. Like, I would hate for me to restart Aiden on Anchor, do like an episode of it, advertise it to everybody, and then have these monster expectations of like, oh, I gotta do another episode again or people are gonna get mad at me. Like, you know, I don't wanna live with that, frankly. Um, and this way, like, because I haven't advertised it to anyone yet, I can just do episodes because I want to, right? There's no expectation, there's no uh, pressure on me to go ahead and put out a next episode. It's just like, oh, hey, I want to record this, and then I do. Um, and I've done four of these uh, in a row. I've been doing one every Monday, been getting them around 30 minutes, been having a lot of fun. Like, some of these episodes are some of my favorites uh, that I've ever done. And the fact that, like, I'm able to talk for, like, 28 to 30 minutes in one single span is just, just incredible, really. So probably around this episode or maybe next episode, I'll start advertising it to my Discord, Twitter, might even mention it on YouTube at Blue Couch Productions. That's the YouTube channel I run. Um, but for now, but for now, I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And I'm thankful to all the people who have discovered this podcast on their own without me needing to uh, tell people about it and hearing all you guys uh, enjoy it so far. So thanks for listening. Thank you for giving me 10 amazing episodes. And uh, without any further ado, let's just go ahead and jump into it, man. Let's just hop into this gosh diggity darn thing. Um, for some reason, the first thing I'm thinking about right now is the barbecue nachos I had for dinner, which was really good. So basically, it was a chicken, right, that was cooked and then had a little bit of barbecue sauce on there. And then taking that chicken, cutting it up into like pieces, basically, using those pieces with like some tortilla chips. Um, some more barbecue sauce, some cheese, and some bacon bits, and then you put it in the microwave, and now you got, like, some cool barbecue chicken nachos. And I'm like, whoa, these are really, really good. And I had something similar to it when I went to, uh, high school football games, because I would go there and, like, order the barbecue nachos there, and those were pretty good, but to, like, actually have them, like, at home and, like, done really well is just really freaking cool. So, yeah, I was pretty hyped on that. I almost ate, like, two plates full of them, so... I am stuffed. I can literally not eat anymore. Uh, but they were so freaking good, man. Like, man, barbecue anything. Barbecue chips I'm a fan of. 
Uh, barbecue sauce, you can put on anything. Barbecue bacon, barbecue chicken. You probably put barbecue on sausage, and it'll be good as well. Uh, probably not salad. Barbecue salad would be kind of gross. Barbecue ice cream, maybe, would also be disgusting. There's a lot of ways to go about it, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that was delicious, man. Whew. I also could have had it like with like a potato, but like I don't want no baked potato thing, right? I want like just finger food. I much prefer finger food to the uh, like the big complicated like baked potato or steaks or like things where you need like a lot of silverware. Like I don't want to have to work <laughs> to eat my food. Like right, if I've already cooked it, if I've already put all the effort into making it, why would I want to sit down at the table and just like work even more using silverware to cut it up into like teeny tiny bits so I can eat it or whatever like that's just too much that's just too much so I'd rather just like take a big piece and just scarf the whole thing fucking down and like go in 100% sicko mode on that steak or nachos or whatever it is um so finger food is a plus for me I know I know it's it's a little bit disgusting and granted like uh you gotta wash your hands and everything because you get like barbecue in places you don't want barbecue but Ultimately, I feel like the, the effort is worth is worth it in the end. So, yeah, finger food's good. Barbecue nachos are good. What more can I say? What more can I say? Is that a song? If it is, I'm singing it wrong, and I'm sorry to all those people, but you do what you gotta do, man. Mm. I ain't got hot chocolate this time, in case you're wondering. I got just uh, regular sweet tea. Because I don't drink sodas anymore. I uh, made a New Year's resolution to stop. And I've stuck through it. And so now I'm just like drinking tea. And tea is rather delicious. So anything that beats sodas can give me off that sugar rush is a good thing in my book. You know what I want to talk about actually? And this is something that I've been thinking about rather recently. And I haven't really brought it up in like a tweet or a video or anything. But throughout the course of my quote unquote YouTube career... I've always uh, felt like I had something interesting to say or something different to say, right? Like, throughout the past two years, I've come up with a lot of video ideas and topics and things to discuss and things to mention, or maybe I'll mention them on a live stream or a podcast or all sorts of stuff. Uh, until recently, I, I've started to feel like I've had all the ideas in the world, but now I'm just sort of at a point where I feel like I'm repeating stuff. A little bit and I don't know if that's just me I don't know if that's me overthinking it but I feel like I'm, I'm just starting to repeat a lot of the same topics whether it's on Blue Couch Productions videos um, collab projects streams uh, another YouTube podcast and who knows maybe even this podcast I've repeated several things before and it's not my intention to it's not my intention to bring up uh, older topics or older ideas and I, and I do think you can take ideas that you've already talked about and like transform them into something new uh, but I've been getting this like sinking suspicion this, this feeling I guess in my gut that like am I just repeating the same stuff over and over again right am I just saying the same thing with like nothing new or nothing additive uh, how many times have you heard me ramble about the same topic uh, is it interesting the third or fourth time? Like, I don't know. I don't know, right? Uh, I could go back and listen to all my older podcasts, all my older collab videos, all my older Blue Catch Productions videos, but like, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of effort, and I don't, I don't want to go that far back just to, just to confirm a suspicion of mine, but 
I do worry about that. I, I really do worry about like me making a video that's already existed in some form or fashion. Um, the last thing I want to do is put a lot of work and effort into something that's already been done <laughs> by myself, right? Because uh, it's one thing to make a video uh, because you're inspired by somebody and you add a little bit new to it and it's a little bit different. But to make a video that you've already made before, to uh, stress a topic that you've already stressed about before, to elaborate on similar ideas over and over again, uh, that that gets worrying, right? And I and I feel like if people realize that, like, am I gonna be boring all of a sudden? Am I not gonna have uh, people listen to me anymore because they just start to realize, oh. Aiden just says the same shit over and over again, and oh, like, he's not gonna add anything new to it. Like, how many times can he tell the same story? I don't know, frankly. Um, but I've been having those doubts recently, and, and maybe, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, maybe I'm getting too far deep into it, but I, I guess I'll just ask it here to anybody who might be listening to this who's a longtime fan of mine, like, do I repeat stuff? And if so, how bad is it? Or how much do you notice it? I think is how I should how I should word that uh, because I've been getting those doubts and I'm not quite sure if they're like real or substantial or not. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm not the only one who's had these thoughts before. I feel like a lot of creative people who have been doing something for a long enough time probably get those same suspicions. And I do try every once in a while to adapt and do something new and try to like change things up a bit. Um, recently talked about on another YouTube podcast, a podcast I did with Zach about like stagnation, burnout, adapting to change and like doing new things to uh, clean up the batteries and fucking like move out and do something interesting, do something new again. Uh, and I wonder like, do I do I actually practice what I preach in that regard? Am I my little full of shit sometimes when I when I say that stuff on the podcast and then you go to my channel and here I am talking about fucking Star Fox 64 for the third time or <laughs> some other game for the third time. And I guess that, that leads into another question of like, how much is too much? Um, how long can you talk about a topic before it comes becomes boring? Because obviously for like broad topics like computers, video games, books, movies, you could... You could talk about them for, for a long time. Uh, I guess what I'm referring to is, like, how long can you talk about a niche thing for forever? Like, how long can you talk about one movie, um, one game, uh, one topic just repeatedly? Um, I guess forever if you could add something new to it, but I feel like there, there's kind of a ceiling on that. There's kind of a point where you're like, all right, I've covered all I can on this. I guess it's time to move on. Like can you run out of angles? <laughs> can you run out of ways to, to tackle a video or, or a problem? Uh, does it become a point where like, I've already done this before? Like, I don't know. Do I say like too much? Probably. We've, <laughs> we've established that I say like too much, right? It, I'm sorry if you've caught on to it. And I'm also sorry that I'm bringing it up for anybody who's like, oh, he really does say that all the time. Like, oh my God. Now I can't listen to another podcast episode again because he says like too much. But we all have those uh, those phrases and those words that we repeat often, you know. Some people go with uh. Some people go with all right, okay, moving on. Like filler words, basically. Words that you don't really have any meaning behind saying, but you just say them so you can keep the flow of conversation going. 
You can give yourself time for your brain to catch up. If you're doing a 30-minute podcast like this and you're trying to think of the next topic, filler words are amazing <laughs> because you can use them in different and unique ways to uh, try and fill time so you can come up with the next topic. Is this topic a filler topic? I'm getting real mad on you. You don't know what's going to come next. This whole podcast just throws you off. But I know they talk about like filler words in, in speech class where they're like, all right, when you're writing a speech, you can't just be like writing okay and us in the script, right? And it's okay to like pause, but to just stand there and, and blabber on typically isn't the professional way of doing it. In fact, what I've heard actually is like, if you're going to take a pause, it would be better off for you to say nothing rather than saying, uh, and okay. So like, let's say you're reading this a script or a speech. I have this, uh, I have this food right receipt in front of me that I'll use as sort of, um, an example. All right. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> food right, food right 11, uh, Prairie Farms chocolate milk. I bought some chocolate milk. It's pretty good. Uh, 10 pounds potato russet, $4.99. Net sales, $6.18. And let's say I had a pause there. So rather than stopping at net sales and being like, uh, okay, um, tax one, six, 18, right? And then just move on to the next topic. What they'd rather you do is to do something like this. Prairie Farms chocolate milk pint, $1.19, 10 pounds potato russet, $4.99, net sales, six, 18, tax one, six, 18, 42 cents, and then just keep going, right? That way your brain doesn't have to come up with words to say, like, if you're going to take a pause, actually take that pause, right? Don't keep talking the entire time. Just sort of take a break and be like, subtotal, $6.60. Debit card, $6.60. Yada, yada, yada. I don't want to read any information on here that people will track me down <laughs> via this food right receipt. I ain't about that life, all right? I don't want nobody coming off my coming up to my door and be like, oh, I found your address through that 8 Not Anchor episode where you read your receipt out loud. LOL, dude. Weird how that worked out. People like that are creepy. Can I just say? Uh, people who come up to you <laughs> from like people who stalk you, right, and find your information, and they're like, oh my gosh, now I can actually go up and meet them. Like, it's one thing to have fans, it's one thing to have people supporting you, and I think that's great. But there definitely is a boundary when those fans, like, come up to your front door and you have to actually, like, talk to them in real life because they somehow tracked you down or found your phone number through a email address loophole or, like, just some absurd amount of work to find out where you live or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's a little fucked up. Don't do that. Don't do that, everybody. Believe it or not, like, YouTubers, for as public as we are and for as much as we like to talk and share ideas and communicate and talk about our passions and all this sort of stuff... Um, there is a boundary to it, and coming up to your front door in real life uh, is definitely that boundary that you, you don't need to cross because, you know, it might end up well. Sure, your YouTuber pal might talk to you just because you came all the way out there or whatever, but some people are not that nice, and others will, like, straight up call the police on you and get you to get off their property because, hey, they're legally allowed to do so, and you shouldn't have been a creep and walked up to somebody's front door. Uh... And I mean, like, there, there's conventions for a reason, right? There's places where you can go meet YouTubers at, like, public events when there's security around and there's people around. Like, that's fine, obviously. But just, like, in private, it gets a bit weirder, right? Um, I'm actually very quiet outside of YouTube 
and outside of my house, I'm pretty quiet. I don't talk a whole lot in school. I don't talk to a lot of people outside my house, really. Uh, not to the cashier, not to the lady at McDonald's, not to anybody. Like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty walled off for the most part, unless it's, like, family uh, or YouTube or this, basically. Like, this is my outlet. This is my outlet to talk about things a lot of the time. If I, if I had more friends, probably those people would work too, but, uh, yeah, YouTube is, is my outlet to say things. And so, um, as you can probably imagine, I do very much value that privacy uh, I value being able to be alone in my house without any disturbances or, or weird people coming up because they found me somehow online. So don't do that if you're a fan. Uh, don't do that at all. Um, best case scenario, like your favorite YouTuber is creeped out by you and doesn't want to see you again. Worst case scenario, you get the cops called on you and violence ensues and bad things happen. Probably overreacting there, but, but you get what I mean, right? Like don't, don't be that guy. For my sake, and for potentially other YouTubers' sake. Mm. I gotta figure out the pauses a little bit better on this podcast, because with other podcasts and with other videos, like, if I needed to take a pause or whatever, I could do that rather easily, because, like, let's say on another YouTube podcast, uh, when I'm done talking, I have Zach there to, like, fill in the gaps. So I'll get done with my sentence. I'll be like, blah, 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 YouTube, YouTube, stop. Uh, Zach will keep on talking and I'll be able to like drink my drink uh, because I get a lot of saliva <laughs> going in my throat and my mouth and such. Uh, when I'm recording a Blue Catch Productions video, like one of those longer form content pieces where I'm just like talking to the camera, I can do jump cuts, I can pause, I can take breaks. Um, when I'm filming back to the video games, I can do that as well. Um, but when I'm doing solo podcasts by myself, like with nothing else, no visuals or anything like that, it kind of forces me to be like, all right, well, I can't keep talking for literally three minutes in a row. I'm going to have to sneak in some drink here somehow. And I know what you're probably going to say. You're going to be like, well, Aiden, can't you just like edit it in Audacity or whatever? And you're right. I, I'm sure there is a way uh, of doing that if I would look it up and stop being lazy. But I am lazy. <laughs> And so I, I'd much rather keep the pause in there. And it would be a different thing if, like, this podcast was 10 minutes or so instead of 30. <laughs> but when you're going for 30 minutes and talking by yourself, you really have to be able to find a way to incorporate those pauses and those stops. Whether you're done with the topic or transitioning into another topic or you have to cough or sneeze or something in between. Uh, being able to sort of on the fly be like, oh, I gotta take a pause here. Very useful skill, actually. I just took one there in case you didn't notice. You probably did. You probably heard me. This mic picks up so much noise. I swear to God. <laughs> if anybody is like doing dishes or blowing leaves or laundry or checking up on the cats or going to the bathroom or they have their TV on, like this mic picks it up and it can be like two or three rooms away and there can be walls and blankets and all this soundproofing stuff. It does not matter. This mic will pick up on it. Um, and it's a good mic. It's the Blue Yeti. Like... Not the Snowball one, but the actual, like, big-size mic. I've had it for several years now. Um, but, man, does it pick up almost all the audio around you. It even is able to pick up, like, my computer hum or me going to reach for the keys on my desk. You probably heard that. 
Uh, you can probably hear me fiddling with a receipt from over here. If Ethan came in through the door and didn't even say a word, he doesn't even have to say a word. You could open the door and you would be able to hear it. This mic picks up literally so much noise, even with a pop filter on it, even with sound panels and all that sort of stuff. I, I guess I could probably add a little bit more soundproofing stuff in this room, but that's a lot of money, man. And I'd rather put that money to like a better lens or some other project or whatever. I don't know. It's a lot of work. Uh, I guess I gotta talk about back to the video games real quick in some form or fashion. You may have noticed that there wasn't an episode last Friday, and that mainly had to do with college. Um, I explained this in episode 35 of another YouTube podcast, but that won't be out for another week, so I guess I'll briefly explain it here in case anybody wants to know. Um, the main reason back to the video games did not go out on Friday was because I was unable to film last weekend. I had talked... Uh, about how last weekend I was going to do all these collab projects and stuff and get it all filmed, and I was able to do that, but unfortunately that meant I was not able to film back to the video games as consistently as I would have wanted to, um, which means if I can't get it filmed here, then I can't edit it at college, uh, which means the whole week and the whole upload is screwed by default. And then on top of that, college was rough, obviously. Um, I had to drop a class. Unfortunately, I don't really want to get into it, partially because I've already talked about college several times and I'm not going to do it again for a third episode in a row. But uh, things did not go well, things did not go planned, and because of that I ended up missing my first episode of the year. Hopefully that won't matter next week. Hopefully this upcoming Friday you will see an episode of Back to the Video Games. Uh, I did decide to change topics rather than talking about like top 10 games of 2018, I'm just going to talk about the 10 best Switch games so far, just because I haven't played enough games in 2018 for me to accurately, like, do a video about that, so I'm just going to talk about, like, the 10 best Switch games so far, and that topic should be a lot easier. I got uh, a shower, I got some nice clothes on, I, I think I'm going to film it right after this podcast is done, so that should be fun, that should be cool, that should be dope. Hopefully my voice doesn't give out in between there. Believe it or not, my voice has actually never given out before. It's been strained, definitely. Uh, coarse at times, for sure. Uh, but my voice has never gone out, like, full before. Like, I, I, I've never been to a point where I just could not talk for a matter of time. And you're probably wondering why. Well, it kind of goes back to that privacy thing I mentioned earlier. Well, we're uh, outside of YouTube and outside of this house. I don't talk a whole lot, <laughs> which means that my voice is thankfully saved uh, Monday through Friday. And then when I actually record videos on the weekends, I get to wear my voice out and do like 18,000 projects and have my voice be heard all over through the internet and such. So you get to hear a lot of me no matter where you're from. Uh, I kind of wish I had a radio voice though. Like I kind of wish this voice, uh, I had a, better, a little bit better control over uh, a little bit more range in there. I know some people who have an even worse voice for radio, and, like, God bless those people. They they really do try. I know my voice is by far not the worst, like, YouTuber voice or radio voice you've heard out there, but I have, I've heard some people, man, who you wouldn't even know by looking at them, but, like, you hear them talk to a microphone, and they just have the deepest, smoothest voice. It's just so so buttery smooth, like almost silky smooth. We'll get up to the mic and they'll be like, hello and welcome to like, I can't even do an impression of it. It's so good. And like, man, you should be doing YouTube. You should be doing radios. You should be doing Let's Plays. I would have killed to have a voice like yours uh, because mine goes really high sometimes and my laughs 
are not exactly ideal, and even though I can get somewhat deep, I can't go nearly as deep as some other people can, even when I'm, like, trying to and putting all this effort into my voice and such, so... Yeah, it'd be cool to have, like, a really deep radio voice like that. I could also use it to, like, sing if I want to, and, like, you know, maybe, like, do some more public speaking type stuff or whatever. Like, that'd be really cool, man. So, if you got the deep voice out there and you're thinking, man, this sucks, believe me, friend, in, in the world of the internet and in the world of content creation, your deep voice is, is a magic, is a talent. And if you know how to utilize it well, uh, you could be doing really well really easily. And for all you high pitch voice people out there, I understand your pain. I understand your issue. I know I mine is not the worst, like, at all. I know some people have it a lot worse. And uh, for those of you who still do YouTube, man, you keep trucking along, too. Um, you're born with your voice. Use it to your ability. Use it to your best. And uh, work on the content first. And no matter what, people, people will hopefully appreciate the content and uh, not judge you based off, you know, what you were born with and what you were given. Um, I think it was like a quote in the first Pokemon movie where Mewtwo, at the end of it, uh, let me find this quote actually. Guys, I saw so many people use it as their high school, like, yearbook quote or whatever. Uh, oh, apparently it's a meme now. That's beautiful. Okay, here it is. Um, I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. And so Mewtwo says that at the end of the movie. And yes, it is a little bit cheesy to be getting uh, some quotes from a psychic flying cat <laughs> that shoots shadow balls. Uh, but it, he, he does have a point there. It is a, a really good quote. There is some definite value in there. Uh, no matter what you're born with, what your circumstances are, whether you're rich, poor, uh, short, tall, um, deep voice, high-pitched voice, whatever, Whatever you want to do in life, as long as you put in the effort to it, as long as you work hard and uh, continue down that path, you can uh, do something with yourself and, and have a good time at the same time. Uh, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's where we're going to end today's episode. We talked about a lot. We talked about uh, a Mewtwo quote for some reason. Uh, we talked about your voice. We talked about back to the video games, doing 10 episodes. Uh, barbecue nachos, and taking pauses in your speech. Not exactly, like, amazing <laughs> topics, I'm well aware, especially for a 10th episode, but I thought we did pretty well for ourselves, uh, and I had a lot of fun recording it. I didn't have to take a break, like, halfway through, um, which is what I usually have to do, so that's a plus as well. Um, but with this being the end of the episode, I would like to let you know that, hey, if you want to support the podcast financially, Anchor has an option where viewers can support uh, the podcast via money and such. So however you do that, if you want to do that, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. I don't care either way. I just figured I'd throw it out there in case you want to give a little bit and help. Oh, <coughs> sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Those burps are coming, man. I've been holding them back all podcasts. If you want to financially support the podcast, you can do so with that support me button on there. Uh, also, let me know how this episode was. However you comment on Anchor, whether you do it through like a little voice thing or a comment, or if you're listening to this on the other podcast apps like uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> There's like 30 podcast platforms that Anchor sends it out to. And it's really great. Uh, but that unfortunately means that I have to like look through all of them at some point. So whenever that comes around, 
that'll be a thing I'll have to do. So, cool Leo. Uh, I've been Aiden Matthews, and thank you for listening to the 10th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor. Bye, everybody.